Hi, glad you're with us today on demand. We are going to talk about curiosity today. You know, if you're going to make good decisions, one of the great decisions you can make is to be curious, to want to know, to seek things out. This is a study that shows you how Moses became curious and it opened up all kinds of new opportunities for him. He's coming back from a bad decision, learning how to get back up on his feet. But it all starts with a man wanting to see something. So stay with me today. We got a lot for you. It's going to be amazing. Don't leave. Enjoy today's sermon. Well, I'm glad you're back with us today. I am so excited about our teaching because I want to talk about how important it is to be curious if you want to make good decisions. Our studies from the book of Exodus, we want to talk about how Moses makes one decision that changes his entire life. It's a decision that sets him on a trajectory that will change everything. But it starts with a curious moment. I want to ask you, how curious are you? What do you want? What do you dream about when you do you, do you, you ever have a nosy moment where you say, I wonder what it's like to be free. I wonder what it's like to have money. I wonder what it's like to be happy. I wonder what it's like to be healthy. What would it be like? Do you have any kind of desire to know the other side? You know, I used to go places and I'd see these really nice places, right? And I would go, man, what's that like? And one time, I remember uh, we were out at Disney. And I've told this before, but you get to hear it again. And we were riding around, and I never stayed on grounds, ever, ever, ever. Disney World, by the way, those of you that are watching from all over the place. And Orlando, Florida. And I remember we went there, and I was riding around, and I, we had Christine in the car, and Ricky. And Christina was about five. Ricky, they're five years apart. Ricky probably was about 10, maybe a little younger, maybe four. She might have been four, and Ricky was nine. Anyway, so we were riding in the car, and I saw this big place called the Grand Floridian. If you've never seen it before, the Grand Floridian. Real pretty hotel. And from afar, you know, we, we go, oh, wow, look at that. I said, look at that place. I said, let's go see what that is. So I, I started driving toward it, and I got over there, and, and it was this fancy hotel, really fancy. And, and you can Google it and find it. And so I go, uh, I, I, I decided I'm going to pull up and, and go inside and see what it costs. And I remember, I was so curious, I wondered what it costs to be in this hotel. So what I do is I go and fly myself right in there, and I find out that it costs more money than I could have imagined. Now, what was hilarious was when I pulled up, my wife says, why are you here? You know we can't afford this place, right? And, and then Christina, who decides to be a commentator in the back seat, that's right, Daddy, you can't go up in there. You can't go there. You're not supposed to go. <laughs> and Ricky's not saying anything. But the girls are talking to me. And so the guy comes over with the knickerbockers. He starts walking toward the car. And, and then Diane says, look, the guy's coming over here. You, see, I told you, why'd you, the guy's coming into the door. And he's coming over. And, and Christina said, that's right, Daddy. Why you come here? And so they're both talking. And then when the guy comes, I roll the window down, and they get quiet. Boop. Now, they, 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 they're talking until the window goes down. Then they're quiet. And then I says, do you have any rooms available? And uh, they said, well, I said, let me go check. And so I, 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 I rolled the window back up. And Diane says, you're going to go in there? Christine said, you could go in there? <laughs> it was just this echo chamber. And so I, 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 they talked to me and laughed and teased me. And I get out, boop, close the door, and I walk in with them talking still. And I go inside, and I look at, uh, I go get in line like a regular customer. And uh, they don't know, and everybody looked rich in there. Everybody looked, even the children, everybody looked like they had a lot of money. And so, this is the truth. So, I had a big old grand piano. It's beautiful inside. Google it, you'll see it. 
And so, I'm, so I go into the Grand Floridian and I stand in line and I get to the counter. I says, I'd like to know, do you have any rooms available? I'd like to see your room rate, please. And they gave me a room rate card. Now this was, oh gosh, this was, ooh, let's see, 80s, 80s and 80s, 1980s. And so the rate was like $175 a night, $250, $300 a night. That's what it cost back then. <laughs> yes, Lord Jesus. So what did I do? I went back to the car. They're waiting for me. I get in the car and I close the door, tell the guy thank you, and show Diane the rate card. And she howls. She laughs. Ricky, they're all laughing at me. Christina, all of them cracking up at me. I said, that's fine. So here's what I did. It cost about $175 for one room, right? Two beds. So the next year I saved. Yes, I did. You know I did it. I saved $175. I saved. I said, I'm going to go and I'll be there for one day. I'll be there early. I asked for early check-in, and I got an early check-in, and I went and I checked in, and I stayed and I asked for a late check-out the next day. So I was there, and I was walking around with all the people that had money, and I, they didn't know that I barely got in, but I was curious. I got in. And then guess what? I got in again. And before you know it, I was getting in when I wanted to get in. But it all started with a curious moment, and that's when we started staying on ground. You see, I believe that if you don't ever look beyond where you are, you'll never get to a new place. It was in that moment that things changed. The same thing happened to Moses, the exact same thing. And he began to map out a new future like I did. I made a decision, and that's what we talked about last time. There are three steps to making decisions. You got to have a mapping phase. You got to have, after you map it out, you have to have a predicting phase. And then you have to have a decision-making phase. Stephen Johnson in his book talks about this. And I, I shared with you that there's something powerful about a person understanding the power of mapping honestly, laying things out honestly, laying it on the map. That's why the first time I went there, I stayed one night. One night. That's all I can afford, 175. But I enjoyed it. Got in early, stayed late. I, now, I could predict that would work. I made a decision based on my reality. And I'm telling you, it all started with something called curiosity. What are you curious about? What are you looking for? What do you believe in God for? What are you excited about? What gets you up in the morning and makes your blood flow? Let me show you a story. Look in the Bible with me. Good place. Exodus chapter 3. Look at this incredible text. Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness uh, and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, what you notice in verse 1, he's settled into his new life. He's accepted what he has. He's not trying to recreate his past. He's not trying to go back and fix what he couldn't fix. He's not trying to go back to Egypt. He doesn't think he's ever going to see his family again. He's accepted where he is. He's now made new decisions. He's, he's made a decision based on the facts of his life. Love his wife, take care of the sheep, relate to his new wonderful father-in-law, Jethro, who's going to be a great guy in his life, all of his life. And the Bible says, while he's out there tending the sheep on the job, now catch this now, he's working that day. He's not being lazy. He's working that day. One more time, he's working that day. So I really believe that God guides you as you go. See? If you're working, go to work. God will meet you on your job. You're laying around being lazy. There's nothing to work with. 
Watch what happens. Verse 2, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. Now Moses sees this bush on fire. There's an angel in the bush, but Moses don't know that. The angel is waiting in the bush. One more time, Moses does not know that. Watch what happens. Moses saw that the bush, that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Now he'd been out there many days and he'd seen a whole bunch of bushes on fire, but he had never seen one that kept on burning. So I'm, I don't know how long he stood there, but he stood there long enough to, in his mind, say that should be gone out by now. But it, it wasn't. So he became curious. Think about that for a second. Now, he could have just walked off and he would have missed an opportunity. If he had walked off, he would have missed the moment because an angel was waiting for him in the burning bush. Where is an angel waiting for you? Where is God waiting for you? Where is God waiting for you? But you're not curious. You know what I believe? God can wait for you in a lot of places. God can wait for you in the church. You need to go join that church. That's the place you need to be. You need to listen to that guy, that girl. That, that, that's where you need to be. That school. For me, it was college. God sent me to Life Pacific University. That was the college God was waiting for me to go to. I had to call, investigate, find that school. Somebody mentioned it to me in passing. I called them and said, I want to come to your check out your school. I was curious, and I rang the bell, and that's what opened the door for me academically. It changed my academic life. Changed my life totally. It all became clear to me when I went and looked. Moses is curious. He goes and looks and watch what happens. It's amazing. The Bible says, so Moses thought, I will go over, verse 3 of Exodus chapter 3, and see what the strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw, in verse 4, that he had gone over to look. God called to him from within the bush. When God saw that he had turned to look, when he had taken action and started to look, that's when the Lord spoke to him. Moses, Moses, but that'll get your attention. The bush is talking to me now. Yeah, but the bush wouldn't have said anything if he wasn't curious. You know, a lot of you, you're never going to get anything if you're not curious. You don't want to know. You're not, you're not knocking. You're not asking. You're not, you don't want to know. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Okay, that's scary. Bush talking to me. Flames talking to me. But it's only possible. It's only possible because I went and looked. I, I, I can't tell you how troubling it is to me that we've lost curiosity. We're not interested in trying to find a new way to do anything. I'm in the middle of it right now. New way to do church, new way to gather. This is the new way. We've been digital for years, but now we have to expand our digital reach. We have to be willing to try something new. We have to be willing to follow a new format to be safe, just to be safe. Some of us can't do that. We're not, we, we, can't, we can't investigate another way, another approach. So watch what happens. Moses asked, and the Lord said to him in verse 5, do not come any closer. Take off your shoes. <laughs> Man, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. It's a new place, sir. How do you deal with new places? New seasons, new opportunities. How do you, how do you manage something new? Your marriage is new. Your children are in a new season. Their life's in a new season. You're in a new season. You have a different way you feel about everything. 
This is that moment when Moses is told, this is a new place. Take off your shoes. This is not where you've been, sir. I need you to take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground, separated ground. It's a moment. Some of you are in that place. You need to take off your shoes. It's not where you've been. This is a holy moment. I really believe that in history, we're in a holy moment. This is a season when we need to pause and say, hey, pause right there. And then here's the big thing. Be curious. What, what's, what's over here? What, what's over here? What is it that I, I can't see unless I climb over? What is it? What is it that God wants to do for me that he hasn't been able to do? Where, where, where is God going to take me now? Let me tell you, Moses is probably, <laughs> he probably gave up a lot of thoughts. He, he's given up going back to Egypt. He's given up going back to his family. He's, he's, he's resigned to living in Midian until he dies. He does not think he's ever going to see his life change. This is a moment, though, that shows the power of curiosity. When you're curious, if you're willing to look and investigate, God can take you places you never thought. What was in the mind of God and what was in the mind of Moses, two different things. God had thoughts were way higher than Moses. Imagine this thought. I'm going to take you back to Egypt. I'm going to give you an opportunity to free three million people. I'm going to give you the opportunity to be the leader of Israel. I'm going to give you the opportunity, sir, to be the, the most spoke about man in the New Testament and Old Testament. You're going to be amazing. And you have a bad record. You made some bad decisions. But I'm the God who can redeem those bad decisions. I can pick your life up and shake you free from what you used to be. I can shake you free from how you used to be named. They used to call you Bubba Louie, but they won't call you that anymore because I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to fix your life, girl. You won't be the same. You won't be the same. You won't look the same. They're going to look at you and say, what happened to you? Whoa, what was that about? And that's what Jesus talked about. Men will see your good works, Matthew said, and they'll glorify God, said, my God, if God can save him, fix him, God can fix me. Moses was all jacked up, messed up, lost everything, but God was still in his life. God hadn't forgotten about you because you messed up. Saul was messed up. A lot of people, David was messed up. A lot of people in the Bible were messed up. He wrote the book about messed up people. But it's when you're curious and you allow God to help you, things can change. And then Jesus talked about this, you know. Oh, Jesus talked about Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7. Turn there, Matthew 7. Look at verse 7. Three, let me, boy, these three verses, 7 and 8, just two, I'm sorry. These two verses can change everything for you. Listen to what Jesus said. Same topic. This is what he said. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, there's a curiosity, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone, not some, everyone who is curious enough to ask receives. Everyone who's curious enough to seek will find. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Three things he's telling you to do. He said, I need you to ask. I need you to say something. I love to ask people, what do you want to be? And they go, oh, I don't know. And I say, there you go. That's, that's called nowhere. Say something. Number two, he said, seek. Look for something. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Where, where, tell me what, what job have you looked for? Where, where are you looking? Where are you looking? Ask, seek. Here's the third one. Knock. Do something. Say something, look for something, and do something. You're not doing anything. 
why your marriage is like it is. That's why your life is like it is. That's why your body is like it is. That's why your money is like it is. That's why your world is like it is. Because you won't say anything. You won't, you won't look and you won't do anything. And if you try to do it, you have to do it. Do something. Do something. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Do something. Well, ain't nobody to help me. I just pissed. <laughs> no, you're comical. I believe you can be on the comedy show in heaven if you're not careful. If you go around and use what's all wrong in your life as some excuse not to ask for anything, not to seek for anything, not to knock on any doors. You think somebody else is supposed to knock for you? You think somebody else is supposed to seek for you? You think somebody else is supposed to ask for you? You need to ask for yourself. There's a lot of people right now they are where they are in life only because they don't say anything. They refuse to speak up. They won't speak up. They won't do anything. Listen, this is your life. Moses, look at this flame, boy. Your life can change if you come look at this flame. Take off your shoes. Change your life. So I got questions for you. Three questions, and I'm done. You ready? Can you list something you curiously ask about lately? Can you name something for me that you asked about? Something, just anything you asked about. Let me, let me, let me hear what you've been curious about lately, other than what was done wrong to you. Let's not talk about that, because people like to talk about that. I was, I was wronged by my cousin Bubba, Bubba Louie. Stop talking about Bubba and Bubba Louie and them. Stop talking about them. I'm talking about what are you looking for beyond your family issues and your personal issues? What, what are you looking for? What are you curious about? Number two, can you list something you have investigated lately? Okay. What, 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 show me something you, you, you Googled. Or let's look at your Google searches. Besides a husband or a man or, or some, uh, I almost said porn or something. I know y'all ain't doing that, right? Okay. You know, started Googling that and looking at some woman lusting after somebody you don't even know, somebody's lost daughter or somebody's lost husband, a man, before to forget that kind of Googling. I'm talking about Googling for your life. Investigate. What are you investigating? What are you investigating? You know, I like the internet. I do. I, lo I, lo I love it. But I watch this. People sit there and they scroll and they look at everybody else's life and story while your life is falling apart. You're not checking out any burning bushes for you. You're just looking at everybody else's life. What have you investigated for you? What's your plan for your life? Third question. Can you list some doors you have knocked on lately? Can you name some doors you've knocked on lately? Are you curious? Are you trying? Are you just sitting there letting yourself die? This is a challenging season. I'm curious how we're going to get past this. I'm curious. But one thing I'm doing, I'm seeking answers. I'm knocking on doors. I'm reading like a maniac. I'm praying like I like I have not, like it's my last day to live because I want God's best for me. I'm seeking, knocking and asking. I want God's best for me. Do you want it for you? And let me tell you something I heard somebody say one time. I never heard it said before that I can't want it for them better than they want it for themselves. They must want it, too. You've got to want it for you. 
You've got to want it for yourself. You've got to say, I want to live better than this. I want to be better than this. I want to be stronger than this. I want to be at more peace. I want this kind of life, not that kind of life. Just think about what I say. Just think about what I say. I, I, I got to turn the page here a little bit, and I want to show you something that was incredible to me about Moses' life. I want to show you how he fought his way past that bad decision to a new beginning. I want to show you how he ended up in this new place and how his response to this angel and the response to this moment changed everything. I believe that God can get you on the other side of bad decisions. God can help you make decisions to be different, and more powerful than ever. God can help you. And I want you to see Moses is going through the transition. He made a bad decision. And now he's trying to live his life. And he's curious, trying to make a better decision. But in our next sermon, I'm going to show you the decision he made. I want to show you how he got on the other side, got past his fears, and became this incredible guy that had an incredible impact. And the same thing could be true for you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be with your people. I pray what we've said is helpful. I pray that the message reaches into their soul and heart and that there's a curious fire that burns in them. They leave this moment and say, I need to become more curious. I need to seek out better opportunity. I need to be a better person. I need to find out how to be a better wife, better husband. I need to find out how to be a better mother. I need to find out how to turn my life into a, in a better direction. And Father, it's time to decide to fight our way back from bad decisions. And next week, we'll talk about that, how Moses fought his way back, how he became this curious guy who tried things he'd never tried before and saw God do something he never, ever dreamed possible. May that be true for all of us. Do for us abundantly above all we can ask or think. Break yokes, heal hearts, bend, oh God, the yoke of bondage off the neck of your people. Free them like you fought the free Israel from the, the bondage in Egypt. And let this be a rising moment for us where we see God's hand take us to a new place because we were willing to take our shoes off and stand in this holy place and let you do a new work in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. <laughs> hey, I hope you got that. I hope you, I hope you got it. I hope, I hope you log that in your soul and don't let that go out, man. And let that flame burn in you the rest of the week. Ooh, wow. Hey, listen, listen, if you're here and you're listening to me today and you say, Pastor, what I need to do is give my life to Jesus. I need to make a transition. I want to pray for you. Let's pray. Father, let this be that moment when they say, God, I need you in my life. I can't make myself right, but I believe you died for me to give me a chance to be right. And so I ask you, Lord, to let this be that transforming moment where their lives are transformed. They'll never be the same. They're curious about how to be free. They're curious about how God can help them. Well, let them start with this prayer. Lord, I surrender my life to you. I ask you to come into my life and let this be the beginning of a new life for me. Let this be that moment when they pray this prayer and may they never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for sharing your time. I consider you family. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to share the word with you today. If you would please feel free, if you're watching and there's a device in front of you. Some of you have an opportunity. It says there's something you can push called raise your hand. If you said, you know, I prayed that prayer, Pastor. I want to give God my life. Touch that button if you would, please. We'd love to know that you did that. And we can 
pray with you. Also in the chat, you can simply type in that chat. If you're watching live on a chat option, you can type in there. I raise my hand. They'd be glad to send you something to help you start your life with Christ too. And we're also going to have some opportunities for you if you'd like to be a part of, a, of an opportunity to, to learn how to grow in your walk with God. You can email me personally at pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org. That's pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org. Hey, listen, it's a joy. It's a pleasure. Remember, every first Sunday we have live services here on campus. That's 9700 Middle Ground Road in Savannah, Georgia. That's every first Sunday. We have three digital and one in person at this season of our life. We understand that we want you to stay safe. And I want to leave you with this final thought. I know a lot of you have been thinking about it. Some of you have been talking about it. But if you've not taken the, the move to until you get vaccinated, please consider doing that. It would be a blessing to protect you and your family. I pray that you would not allow yourself to be intimidated by it. This is a moment when no one has to tell you to get out of the way of a truck. You don't have to have anybody tell you that. And this is a moment when you can make that decision. I think there's been a whole lot of cloudy talk, but it's time for us to do what we can. A house divided can't stand. I have a series coming up on that. I'm going to talk about the importance of being unified and fighting together. But that's not today. Today, you'll be blessed. I'll see you next time. i got more to talk to you about choices and decisions next time. I'll see you then. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you got that. I hope, you, I hope you're clear that you need to be curious. I want to know what you're curious about. I hope those questions I just asked you would focus your mind on specific things you need to begin to look at, investigate, knock on the door, seek, ask, and knock. Don't you dare accept where you are. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray this is the moment their lives change. I pray this is the moment they open their hearts to be curious, to go and pursue something that they've never thought could happen. Let this be the transforming moment for them in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. Thanks for being with me on demand. I'll see you next time. I got more to say. See you next time as we continue our study. Talk about decision making. It's going to be really good. I'm going to show you how to make some really good decisions. See you next time.